Hello and welcome back to another video on the Citizen's Handbook. Now I'm I'm thinking about changing this series name to Being in the World podcast, so let me know about that in the comments below. But today essentially I thought that it was about time to talk a bit about critical race theory. Now in this video we're not going to be talking about whether critical race theory is true or false or well what exactly is critical race theory to much depth, but rather we'll be talking about identity politics, what kind of critical race theory is in its in its a most simplified form and then talk about why it's absolutely unhelpful. Now this is not to say whether critical race theory is correct or false. I'm not going to argue whether everything is that race is a social construct and that people are being institutionally um, discriminated against. Of course, critical race theory is identified or defined by law people as very different things though. For the sake of simplicity, we'll just be um, using critical race theory in the way it's used in the recent Black Lives Matter a protest and the idea that the African-Americans or certain racial groups are indeed being um, institutionally discriminated against. And it might not even be necessarily racial groups in some sense, but rather that of course, some um, a certain group of people like LGBTQ population are being institutionally discriminated against. Now, now this could be institutionalized in, in the sense of legal systems or sociologically discriminated against in an institutional way such that they are such or these people are such that society themselves discriminate against them either via conscious or subconscious methods. We're going to be talking about essentially the problems with this ideology, this thought, not necessarily say whether it exists or not or whether it's correct or not, but just to say, well, why this viewing of the world is completely unhelpful, not only for the everyday person who aren't part of these groups, but also completely unhelpful for the people who actually are supposedly the victims. Why Why telling African-Americans that they're constantly being institutionally racist and um, discriminated against isn't very helpful for them? And why it isn't very right to say it against LGBTQ people saying, well, you're just being discriminated all the time. The reason why you're not successful in life is because you're being discriminated against. And yes, in those situations, it might be true. But in my experience, there are very significant um, downsides to such an ideology, such thought, because I think that it can lead to horrible outcomes. Now, before we get into this video, I'd like to remind you that if you enjoy this content, make sure to like and subscribe. It really means a lot to me. It really helps this channel grow. We just hit 500 subscribers. That was absolutely insane. So thank you so much for doing that. And I hope to continue growing this channel and producing and providing you with good content. Now, of course, a very common re response, and I, I'll just start off with the most common response to critical race theory and say that it is fundamentally a very Marxist slash socialist ideology. Now, now, of course, Marxism and soci um, so socialism go in a way further degree than critical race theory, and we will be discussing Marxism and socialism in a greater extent later on on this series. But of course, we can start off by thinking that while critical race theory is fundamentally a very Marxist ideology or, or a worldview, precisely because it views that humans are ultimately a result, almost a complete result of their social economic backgrounds instead of their individual will. And of course, everyone will ultimately be motivated by certain economic um, reasons, financial reasons, sociological reasons, or upbringing. Of course, this is not to say that Marxism is completely wrong, but rather the problem is, is that what comes here, and this is just the summary of this first critique, is to say that what the main problem of this critical race theory or socialism is that it puts the fundamental blame of humanity on this socio-economic structure or this institutional racism whatever it is in this circum in in the applicability of this marxist theory in reality it puts the blame of humans onto this structure instead of the humans itself and it shifts the blame and when it shifts the blame it people then lose their moral responsibility for what they do 
And the problem then clearly arises is when people actually do blame the people. For example, in critical race theory, they're saying, well, the police are racist. That is morally bad. But then that is in clear contradiction with the idea that something is institutionally racist. Why? Well, because if you're saying that someone is only a result of their socioeconomic background or their their, their institutional racist background, then it doesn't matter who they are. If they fit in the system, then they're racist. If that's the case, then, well, you, then they no longer have any moral responsibility because if I was just born into this certain uh, economic structure and there is not, no other reason for my actions apart from the fact that I'm part of this structure and I don't have any individualism to not be part of this structure, then surely the blame doesn't lie on me at all. It lies in the structure. And if that's the case, then in extension, a fortiori, what happens is that, well, I don't have any blame at all. I don't have any moral responsibility. So that is the first problem or actually the first two problems of critical race theory and it's in extension Marxism. Essentially, the idea to summarize this uh, first two problems is that, number one, it puts people's guilt on the system instead of themselves. When you're saying that the system's institution racist, you're saying, well, the problems of the system, not necessarily with the people, because whether the people are there or not, it could be a completely different set of people and it will still be institutionally racist. And if that's your theory, then the blame and responsibility does not lie on the people and lies on the system, which I don't think anyone would accept. You wouldn't look at the George Floyd a problem, whether George Floyd was killed, whatever, right? Like, I'm not, I'm not saying, well, whether he's right or wrong or whatever in that situation. It is a very politically motivated discussion and I would not touch on it, but it would be like saying, well, okay, the fault, there is no moral, moral responsibility, either good or evil, in the police, but rather it's just the police system's problem and not the individual police underneath it. And that's kind of the clear first problem of this kind of ideology, critical race theory. But what I think is even more interesting and what is even more harmful is the impact on the group which you say are being institutionally discriminated against. When you're constantly being told that you're discriminated against and everything you do is because of institutional racist and oppression against you, the, the ideology, the motivation, the worldview that it puts on you is the view of a victim mentality. It puts a slave morality on you. And that is essentially what Nietzsche, uh, a great German philosopher and sociologist said, is that the people are so oppressed or they're told or they tell themselves that they're so oppressed that they cannot think of the world apart from their oppression. And that they then move, not only on the first side, the oppressors, the, the blame moves away from the oppressors to the system that is above them. But the blame of their own situation is then moved away from themselves to somewhere else. And that they always point the finger to something else. I'm oppressed. I'm not successful because of X, Y, Z factors. I'm not successful because of, oh, this person did that, that person did that. There's nothing I can do about my situation because the institution is out to get me. And in fact, the very funny problem here, when we look at the, in, the consequences of this theory, is that, well, it goes against itself when people say, well, we should have mass civil uprising to fight against this institutional racism. Well, what happens? You're saying, well, let's get rid of this system. Let's fight against it. But then, well, surely the system that we've discovered just now, the, the facts, the the logic, the, the logical conclusion of the system we structured just now is that you can't go against it because the problem lies in the system. It's an institution. Oh, the problem's in the other side. I don't have the responsibility. I can't do anything because I'm now suddenly so oppressed. Well, then why should you rebel against it? It's not going to work if you're really that oppressed. The fact that you can rebel against it and you actually are succeeding at or demonstrates the fact that it actually works and that you actually think you can do something about it. And I think that it is that idea that you can do something about it, which has to be saved amidst all this cloudy critical race theory ideology which surrounds it. We must believe that we have in ourselves 
responsibility to work in the world. We ourselves hold the only, we are the only person responsible in our lives to make our lives for the better. And let me tell you this story about a good friend of mine. But this good friend of mine suffers from autism. He, he grew up as a kid, he was born with autism, which meant that while he was really brilliant in some things, he was also, he, he had a very significant disadvantage intellectually interacting with people. He always had that disadvantage. But ever since he grew up, he never used that as an excuse. He would never say, well, I'm not successful because I'm autistic or whatever. He would say, well, I have to take full responsibility for my action. It doesn't matter whether I've started off a, a step back or even two, three steps back from everyone, every one of my peers. I'm going to still go to the same schools. I'm going to still work. I'm going to still um, compete for the same grades. I'm not going to take extra time in my exams just because of my disabilities, even though I'm eligible for it. I'm going to work hardest to my in my ability to take full responsibility on my situation and then catch up and if not go even further than my peers. He was born naturally with that disadvantage, but he works hard and he achieves, takes responsibility despite everything going against him seemingly. And now currently my friend is one of the smartest people in his year. He is very successful. He's very intellectual when he's talking about him, when you're talking to him, interacting with him. You will not for a single moment think he has autism, but he grew up with autism. He has that, he has that situation from him since birth he had that disadvantage, still works very, very hard, and is now more successful than most of the people in his peers who don't have autism. And what he tells me in his peers, in his year group, more people take extra time who don't need it than people who actually need it but are still working hard. Why? It's because people recognize that in order to be successful, it doesn't matter where you start off with. Yes, you might have a million things going against you. Yes, critical race theory might as well be correct, that people are indeed being institutionally um, oppressive against you. I don't think that's the case. I don't think statistics or facts point to it, but let's grant that even if it is correct, it doesn't do you any help to tell yourself that. You have to first start off with the assumption that you yourself have full responsibility for your situation and you yourself are the only person who can change your situation. You are the only one who can overcome your problems. You're the only one who can say, okay, I'm going to work hard and I'm going to succeed. And this is the same message that I will always say on this channel is that it doesn't matter where you are, who you are, how you're starting off. You must, <coughs> you must work your very hardest in your situation to get to the next level. If you want to set your goal here, then work your ass off for it. If you have that aspiration in your life, move towards it, aim towards it and give it your hundred percent. Don't tell yourself, that, oh, someone's oppressing me, or this problem's against me, oh, this problem's against me, the blame responsibility lies on this person, that person, X, Y, and Z, all these things are institutionally oppressing me. They might be true, it may as well be, it might be the case that all these people hate you. It might be the case that the world is out to get you. So what? What exactly can you do about it? Do you want to be successful or not? You look at, you look at all the most successful people in this world, in football, Cristiano Ronaldo, Lionel Messi, all these great football players, do you not think that they have had their disadvantages, ingrown disadvantages which affected them from birth? Like Leo Messi, he had naturally a birth disorder. He couldn't grow as, as fast or as tall as, as anyone else in the world. Did he use that as an exact excuse? Did he say, well, oh, I, I'm being naturally born with a certain deficiency. In no way on earth, I'm never going to get to a certain level. I'm never going to reach this certain area. I'm not going to work hard anymore. Oh, this, this system, this world is born against, it's going against me. It is very true that it is indeed against him in some degree. He was He's shorter than most people, but he is arguably one of the best, if not the very best football player of all time, despite his problems. What is the mentality that we choose to take upon ourselves? 
are we choosing to tell ourselves, oh, you are you are being institutionally oppressed, you're being institutionally discriminated against? Is that the mentality we should adopt? Or should we be adopting this thing that I don't care whether people are out against me. I don't care whether we're being institutionally racist. I don't care if critical race theory is correct or not, but I'm gonna take full responsibility despite these problems to give it my all to reach the goals that I achieve, that I put for myself. And that's ultimately the thing that I think is a fundamental problem with critical race theory. It doesn't matter whether it's correct or not. You can enter a massive political dialogue about whether whether it is actually a fact or is it a fiction, whatever, I don't care. That This is not the point of this video. But what I do know and what I know from personal experience is that if you work your ass off, if you give 100% in absolutely everything you do, I assure you that maybe it's not going to come back. The rewards may not come back in one year's time, two years time, three years time, five years time. But after five, even maybe even in 50 years time, you might not see the immediate rewards of your action. You may continue feeling difficult. You're still striving. But I can tell you one thing is that when it comes to an end, whether you're on your deathbed or or when you're when you're suffering, I've seen a lot of situations is that no matter what, if you've given it 100%, you can always say at the end of the day, say, I've done the most I can with my life. I've succeeded the best I can with what I have been given. I've done the best with the time that has been given to me. And I'm 100% satisfied and 100% content with what I've done. Yes, you may have lived a life full of oppression. It might be true, but don't tell yourself that and use that as a way to say, well, now I'm not going to work hard. You have to first start off with the fact that I'm going to give it 100%. I'm going to work and everything else will come later. Success, no success, you've been, you've, at least you have justified yourself to yourself and you will not go, then go down 10 years down the line and regret that you haven't given hard, tried hard enough. I've seen so many of my friends in my year who, especially when the Oxford decisions are coming out, university decisions are coming out, they're telling me, I, I didn't work hard enough. I, I didn't do this hard enough. And I'm like, well, why not? Oh, because, oh, because there was a certain problem in the world. Oh, there was COVID. I couldn't get the grades I needed to get to Oxford. Oh, I didn't get the grades or predicted grades to get to the universities I want to achieve. Yeah, everyone's faced that. Well, I, I it's not like I didn't, go, I didn't face COVID when I got in my way to go to, to get an offer from Oxford. It's not like that. I worked 100% and, and now I got an offer from Oxford. I mean, of course, it's very difficult, but that's the 100% you put in and, and well, you get the reward. If I didn't get the offer from Oxford, I could tell you right now, yes, I'll be a bit disappointed, but at the same time, I wouldn't be saying, well, oh, I, I, I could have given more. No, I gave 100% and despite all the problems surrounding us in the world that we live in today, we work hard and we move on. The same thing goes with all of you. I, I really think that this is something which is very important is that you must give it your all in life, no matter what problems are around you. If you have no control over it, don't use it as an excuse. Don't even raise it in your mind because it will make you think that you are not fully responsible for your situation when you should accept that full responsibility despite the situation and work really hard to reach your goals. Hope you've enjoyed this video. Hope you stay safe, my friends. See you soon. If you enjoy this content, make sure to like and subscribe. Let me know what you want to see more in the comments below. Stay safe, my friends. See you soon. Thank you for watching and goodbye. I'll see you in the next one. Have a great one, my friends.